so AI is coming quickly. It is rapidly improving and and you'd be naive to 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 think anything else. When you look at the grocery store, I think impossible burgers aren't selling at the levels they used to be. But when you're at the restaurant association show, it's <laughs> mad with plant-based offerings. You would think it's the top selling product every day. Hey there, I'm Matt and this is my partner Sam. And we are training simplified. In today's episode, we are chatting with two journalists who attended the recent National Restaurant Association show in Chicago. The idea was if you weren't able to attend that event, we wanted to talk to a couple people who were able to attend and hear from them about trends they saw, what they experienced, and any advice they have to people who weren't able to be there. So both interviews with each of these people are available in their entirety wherever you are hearing or seeing this episode. But today, we just kind of wanted to break it down and pull out some of the, the key messages or themes that we kind of heard from both of them. Our first interview was with... I'm uh, Jonathan Mays, Editor-in-Chief of Restaurant Business. And our second interviewee was... My name is Diana Blass. Diana is more typically a, a tech journalist who has been covering that space, but more and more she's been covering the restaurant world and the impact technology is having. It's amazing to see the crossover, you know, uh, of how the tech solutions I've been reporting on for years are now making their way into industries, especially restaurants. They, and of course, they both were at this year's NRA. So we asked them, what did you see? If uh, you weren't there, um, you missed a lot of robots. We saw robots, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't like to see robots? Waiter uh, serving robots uh, were more prevalent this year than last year, and they were pretty prevalent last year. We saw robots that completely take over the process. There was uh, Robo Joe, I think, a robot that makes the coffee for you. And then we also saw Cobots, that was a term, I, at least from what I understand, coined by Nation's Restaurant News. And this is the idea of having robots work alongside the employee. So we always talk about robots taking the job, but in this way it can work alongside. The fry making robot type things, um, you know, using sort of the arm. Okay, so no surprise there. The robots. But I think the question on everybody's mind is, are, are these robots like ready for prime time? <laughs> Most robotics, for instance, are not quite there. A lot of people disagree with me. You know, for instance, Sweetgreen would definitely disagree with me. Their right. CEO just said that, you know, they expect all, they wouldn't be surprised if all of their restaurants are automated within five years. You'll see it here and there. Uh, piecemeal fashion, you know, like maybe a fry maker, for instance, like you've seen with with some chains and in a burger flipper or a chip maker, like with Chipotle, you know, fully automated restaurants, uh, you know, it could take a fair bit. Um, right. And for various reasons, I mean, the capital costs, for instance, the sheer number of restaurants you're talking about uh, would be a very expensive proposition. But you'll start to see a lot. You'll start to see more of that over as we go along because of the amount of effort. Yeah, makes sense, right? I mean, everybody wants this Jarvis or Rosie the Robot type of helper to help make tasks easier or more efficient or cheaper. But it sounded like this year, there was a little bit of a new focus or a new spin on this common sort of robot helper idea that we've been hearing for years. The big thing that has dominated the news cycle. Whether you are scrolling through TikTok or browsing your LinkedIn, you have been inundated with news about AI. It is no different in the business world or at the NRA. Artificial intelligence is probably the single biggest new trend, newish trend uh, this year moving very quickly. Um, 
you know, one of the more fun things we saw was uh, an AI bartender who would talk to you and would exchange witty banter. And she made me a pretty good drink. I actually was pretty impressed by the drink. The pace we see AI showing up in our day-to-day -day lives, it only makes sense that you will soon be seeing it showing up at a restaurant near you. This makes sense that it's easier to deploy a thousand lines of code than it is to deploy a thousand robotic arms, right? But what do I know? However, we are really already seeing it start to be used consistently across the industry. Because we're already seeing some restaurant chains, you know, Hardee's, Carl's, um, uh, Crystal, uh, Checkers and Rallies are implementing AI drive-throughs. So, you know, you go through the drive-through at one of those chains, very likely you are going to uh, be greeted by an AI voice rather than um, rather than a human being. Definitely out there, definitely in the wild, and and you know that'll take a while to see some real improvement and see uh, see it really adopted on mass. But and there are a lot of considerations with these things, but it's definitely coming. But at the end of the day, what all this tech has in common and what it's trying to do is master efficiency. A large number of, of vendors who were there were, were promoting this idea that you could do more with less. I mean, if you think about it, it makes a ton of sense. It does. Pandemic, inflation, labor shortage. It's been a series of difficult years and everyone is trying to recover margins. If there is a holy grail tech out there that will truly deliver on this efficiency and live up to its promise, then it's probably worth investing in. And so with technology, you, um, you see a lot of solutions that are streamlining offerings that are allowing for restaurant operators, restaurant operators to more closely engage with their customers, to personalize their solutions, uh, and also have better communication, not only with their customers, but with those who are working at the restaurants uh, to share information. And then on top of that, lastly, is just how to overcome those labor challenges. And as much as we don't want to talk about how technology is replacing labor, this is one industry where maybe it's not the worst thing to have that happen. One more thing about this that we heard. What's crazy and what always happens is when we see new technology or new trends emerge, you also tend to see new entities or new businesses or new ideas that, that piggyback on that tech, for example. So there's actually a new nonprofit on the market called Digital Restaurant Association, DRA, who's trying to overcome the issues that restaurants are now facing uh, as a result of the digitization of the industry, specifically the third-party delivery apps. And what really sticks out to me about what this association told me at the show is just painting a picture of the industry how different it is from other industries. You think about airlines and hotels when Expedia came to life. And this Expedia is so similar to third party delivery and the third party delivery apps, right? Like you're having this one source where you can go and find all the information you need. How great. But hotels and airlines are made up of much larger players who own much of the industry. And restaurants are completely different. You have mom and pop locations, you have you know some with hundreds of locations. And yes, of course, and you have McDonald's and the Chipotle's, but that you know it doesn't make up the majority. And so therefore they don't have the the same voice to overcome the threats that are facing them. And when margins are so tight, 
you know, it could put a restaurant out of business if they're not able to make enough money off of the dishes that they're selling, especially considering how pricey ingredients are today. And, and so, yeah, I think an association like this, from what I understand about it, is great because it's just a place to turn to to help you get up to speed with some of the issues that you just personally can't really overcome. But it is not all sci-fi and future talk. Ultimately, the show was about eating and sampling lots and lots of food because, you know, food. And this year, maybe once again, it was all about Plant-based food was, uh, again, very, very popular. It just seems like in the past few years, it's exploded. Um, and I wonder if it was a fad or if it's here to stay, at least at the levels we saw. And um, when you look at the grocery store, I think Impossible Burgers aren't selling at the levels they used to be. But when you're at the Restaurant Association show, it's <laughs> mad with plant-based offerings. You would think it's the top selling product every day. Plant-based shrimp, plant-based sushi and things like that. Actually, I read about plant-based dumplings, <laughs> like more so the wrapping of a dumpling being plant-based. That being said, um, I did come across a corn straw, corn-based straw. We all know the straw dilemmas in this country. Corn base straws take three hours to dissolve. So how often do you have a drink that lasts three hours, you know? So that could be a promising evolution. They used to talk always used to be about what we were eating, the plant-based meats and stuff like that. So now it's becoming into the plant-based tools for food service. The great thing about the show to me every year is that you really do get to see trends like that. And, you know, if you remember, you may or may not recall, or anybody may or might not recall years ago when the yogurt boom was was happening and you saw mm -hmm. yogurt everywhere, you know, things like that. And and, and really the last couple of years, plant-based food has, has been very, very popular. So it was sort of like, you know, I don't know, like drinking from a fire hose in many respects. Right. So it was all over the place. I mean, I have some concerns, you know, about it, observing the, the, you know, the industry the way I do. You know, I don't quite know that demand for plant-based items is quite there, um, but you know, there are a lot of companies that are that are out there offering it, um, and some are better and some are not. Okay, thank you to our two guests. Now let's do a simplified recap. I think we can agree that robots are coming into restaurants in some form or fashion, but it's probably also safe to say that right now they're too expensive to scale. Also, it's clear that artificial intelligence will help you personalize the guest experience and the employee experience. Start looking for ways to really implement it immediately if you can. And lastly, plant-based foods are everywhere. TBD on whether demand is there or if it's just the next yogurt fad. Now, both Jonathan and Diana had a lot more to say about the economy and technology and managing revenue. And if you want to hear that, check out their full interviews again on whatever platform you're watching this. It was really interesting to hear these two complete strangers sharing similar experiences at the convention this year. Thanks for checking out Restaurant Training Simplified. We're gonna be putting out more and more of these to continue talking about what we're seeing and hearing in the industry and even talk about best practices for training and learning development in your restaurant. Follow our page on LinkedIn to be the first to find out when we air a new episode. Thanks.